The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, it is going down this Saturday night. I have Isaiah Meadows in studio. We are actually in Boise, Idaho right now at Calvary Chapel, Boise, in the back room in the studio. Look how amazing this is. It's good. <laughs> wow. So let me tell you a little bit, a little bit about Isaiah. Um, I met him uh, many years ago at a skate park, Etney Skate Park in Orange County. And he is uh, involved with creative. Uh, he's worked with some of the largest uh, footwear and apparel brands and worked with some of the largest skateboarders uh, in the industry. And there's so much uh, that he's actually involved with. And this is why I wanted to bring him on the show because I believe his story is going to inspire you listeners today. Um, I've been, uh, you know, we've been in and out of each other's lives uh, for probably, I don't, I don't even know how many years, but like, I don't know, half decade, decade. Yeah. Yeah. Decade. But back and forth, God continues to put me and this guy in each other's paths. Even when I leave the state, we still find each other. And I left the, the, the city I was in, he was in the next city. So it's awesome. I'm actually stoked to see how God keeps pulling us together and what God wants to do with us in the future. You know, if anything, we're just brothers going side by side, serving Jesus. Yes. So thank you for being on, man. Thanks for having me here. Okay, so let's let's get into this. Um, I want to hear a little bit about your story because, you know, you've always uh, just getting to know you, hanging out with you. Um, a lot of the stories that uh, you've told me about, stuff that you've been working with, has has just inspired me to see how uh, God can just use a guy that's sold out for Him. Not perfect by any means, because no Christian is perfect. We all have com- <laughs> shortcomings. We you know, go through different seasons in our life. Maybe you might even have a a lapse of faith in your life or, you know, or God's taking you through the fire, which is a a crazy scene season where he's like refining you and he's preparing you for another season. And I've kind of actually, now that I'm saying this, I've kind of seen these things happen with you as I've known you is how God has taken you from one season to another season uh, in, in your workspace or your career and working with different people. But before we get, into that place i want to go back to your childhood how you grew up um and where you grew up yeah yeah where was that yeah it's just interesting like yeah like how god just like has us crossing paths in interesting seasons like as i'm as we're both growing Mm -hmm. uh you know uh i grew up first half of my life in washington state until i was about 12 Mm -hmm. uh single mom you know me my mom my my sister and we moved to California, and that's kind of where a lot of my skateboarding picked up, where I was actually able to mm-hmm. do it because it wasn't raining all the time. Right, it rains a lot up there. Where, did you grow? To, did you go to Orange County, or were you in LA when you moved down? Uh, interesting. So I moved to like Palm Springs area for, oh, yeah. for a couple months, and then right. that's when my mom met my my stepdad, and then we ended up moving oh. to Orange County. Oh, out there. Okay. Were you skating at uh, Palm Springs Skate Park? Did that thing exist back then? It. La, I think it was a like big La Quinta one. or something it's like, like a that. Big skate park with like a a pool in the back. You know, I always drove by it, but I was like, "Is that a skate park?" I couldn't see out the window. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and I didn't really get like my first legit skateboard until yeah. I like moved out there. So yeah, sick. Okay. Um, so then, when you moved to Orange County, how old were you at that time? Twelve. Twelve years old. Yeah. Okay, got it. So then I met you. Well, you were around fifteen years old. So I have a question though. Growing up though. 
growing up where you grew up, were you a Christian? Did you have faith in your life? Was your mom a Christian or did you discover it somewhere in the pathway when you were younger? Yeah, it's interesting because like growing up, it's like, you know, we, my, I have a larger family up in Washington. So okay. like all my uncles, aunts, mm-hmm. grandpas, and all the, the generations that are in those layers, uh, we were, you know, us, we were Christians. Mm-hmm. We'd go to church, um, associate with Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, me just knowing that Jesus is the way some, somehow Jesus is the one, mm-hmm. um, he's the truth, but not fully knowing Jesus yet. Right. And so just knowing, knowing that we go to church, that's, that's the thing we do. So I guess we were Christians. I didn't know what a Christian was, but yeah. So, okay. Then that brings me to another question. So before you actually understood who Jesus was for the person of who Christ is and having a relationship was there like a series of things you went through at a young age, like getting introduced to pornography or just like bad relationships or, you know, drugs or any of these things? Or did you discover a, who Jesus was before and then maybe find this stuff later on? Like what, how was that growing up in, in Orange County during this, this time in 13 years old? Yeah, I mean, like, like this, again, before iPhones and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm like in a, in a, a sweet spot of generation before. Yeah. And, Yep. Like the technology boom, so you know you would go to go to a store or something and see mag pornography magazines yep. and stuff. You'd kind of just see it existing physically, mm-hmm. more so. And so, as a kid, you know, like in the movies, the movies were a little bit more freaky back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so um, just having that kind of uh, trickled in my mind as a kid. Yeah. And uh, but growing up, like yeah, thirteen Orange County. Uh, I pretty much had a, a cool lifestyle where I was occupied with skateboarding. It yeah. was like my new love. Yeah, totally. I was like safe haven to go outside. Everybody's got skateboards. They had just built Ladera Ranch Skate Park. So oh, yeah. I was the first, you know, group of skaters to like skate it. Even before the fence was put up, we were like really? skating the bowls and stuff. I went for the grand opening, but you look sounds like you skated before me. Yeah. Before <laughs> the pools were fully poured, we were skating around what? around it and everything. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's a cool little lifestyle to to, to grow up in. Um so did you, when did you encounter, did, when did you discover who God was as a true relationship or did that come like later on in life? Yeah. Cause I mean, you just, sorry, but a lot of people, which is very common, grow up just going to church and it's almost like a, it's like religion in a sense of like, yeah, we know Jesus is their way. We go to church, we go to youth group, but there wasn't like that true relationship where you're like, you know what, God, like. I love you and I understand what you did and I want to serve you. Like, will you use my mm-hmm. life versus just be like, yeah, I go to church. I'm, I go to youth group and, you know, right. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, just not that full connection yet. Yeah. So let's fast forward through like the early teenage years. Yeah. Like, yeah, still going to church, yeah. um, still going to church, but still like, you know, living a lifestyle like, you know, I'd go smoke, you know, party, drink, drinking under 21, you know, yeah, yeah. and like just freedom outside. But then I would go to church on Sundays, live my life during the week, go to church on Sunday, but still knowing that Jesus is the way. Mm -hmm. um, And then, but not fully knowing, like recognizing my sin that he died for, still living that life. Yeah. And there's, you know, that's very common as well as we go around and speak to different youth groups and different people. That's, that's a very common, common story. Uh, What was it to where, was there like a moment or was there several moments that kind of God was nudging you going, Hey, like. Like I have more for you or, or when did you encounter, when did you realize that 
there was stuff the way you were living that was sitting in your life that you weren't addressing. Yeah, it was like I started to recognize when I had more time on my hands, mm-hmm. like after high school, okay. where I wasn't occupied with school. Um, you know, people are moving on, like the groups and stuff yeah. I'd hang out with and just everybody going different ways and started recognizing different routes I didn't want to follow or go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, not going to that I didn't go to college so I was just a lot of free time mm-hmm. I can't keep living that same lifestyle and mm-hmm. and just it's not going uphill mm-hmm. so I started just recognizing sin in my life like having a it's not even midlife crisis but like mm-hmm. a crisis at that time yeah. like what am I going to do I'm not going to college I'm a young adult I'm like yeah and so God started showing me showing me sin in my life mm-hmm. that's when I stopped smoking weed I stopped hanging out with certain people. Mm-hmm. I just uh, started surrounding myself in better groups. Now, during that time, when did you, like, let's get into the creative side of things, is when did you start discovering, what age did you start discovering you were going to be more, uh, less working in the creative space? When did I discover? Like, when did you when did you start seeing that call or, or like, how God designed you to be in that creative space? When, yeah. when was that? Like, what age was it? Was it in high school, right after high school? Did you start realizing that you yeah. were going to start kind of being led into that space? It was, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it was actually kind of like right when I started cleaning up my life like that. Yeah. Like, where God started showing me my sin and I started being cleansed of it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like given opportunities or being equipped to walk into opportunities mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to be, be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um so I was probably about like 19 is like when I started mm. working with jelly skateboards mm. and stuff like that. Uh, being part of brands, like yeah. m- with my talents, like I love skateboarding. Again, yep. it's been developed through the years. I've always had a love for like freestyling and making music and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I kind of just gravitated towards doing things like that and the people that do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, you know, it's funny as, as you're saying that, I started thinking how – here you are, you start getting real with God and you start realizing there's things in your life. And as he starts start giving these things up to him, then he's like, okay, I got you. Now I'm going to start showing you your pathway. I'm going to start opening the doors. Because we know that Jesus, he has uh, the key to every single door. And when you follow Christ, and you can attest to this, I can attest to this, is that when you really put him first, not being perfect by any means, none of us are spiritual giants and have it all figured out by any means. But when you just follow him daily and you ask him to forgive you and to show you the path, he will start showing you one step of the way the plans that he has for you. So this is a new season. You were going into jelly skateboards, which is a season. Then you were working in in music, making beats and freestyling. That was also part of that season. He was preparing you for for something else. What was the the next step from there? um, Because you were at jelly skateboards for a while. And then what else did you do after that? Uh, I was just, I was working with them, had like, I even worked at the skate park for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right, you were doing lessons. I was doing lessons, yeah, doing private lessons, worked with a skate camp company, Mm. um, you know, managed the skate park for a little bit. Um, Uh, uh, La Ranch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, where are we at? Oh, you were just talking, oh, so the next step, so you were... From that next season, I guess, from oh, okay. after managing the skate shop, where where'd you go to work from there? What was well, that this? Next? Well, this is kind of where where it was too. So, with that, um, I was in a relationship with my my wife, okay. who was who was my girlfriend at the time, Jasmine. Right. Um, you know, 
that's been a sanctifying process too because being a young adult and you know wanting to walk into an independence as an adult mm-hmm. you know you're still figuring out life and getting getting your grasps to things and uh yeah me and Jasmine's relationship just led to other opportunities mm-hmm. to you know being plugged into different circles and things mm-hmm. like that now when did you start dating her was that in right after high school yeah she was she was 19 turning 20 and i was 20 i was she 20. was orange county too she lived in valencia how'd you meet her you know myspace myspace yeah. like years yeah. prior you're yeah. just like friends with people yeah. and you have <laughs> she was on my top eight or something like i don't know <laughs> but we we're just friends so we just stayed connected yeah. through the social yeah. web and then it was like i think it was i think i was like 19 just out of high school she said like happy birthday and we just kept talking or yeah. whatever and then uh we actually ended up like hanging out and kept it going dude that's amazing so the, uh, you guys are connected, and I'm trying to think when I when we moved down to the to Orange County, you were that you guys just got married. I think you got married. And you were moving to L.A. or something, or were you married for a while already? No, we so we've been married five years now. Five years now. Maybe we we're just getting married, or we just did. I, I think you just got married, and you were moving to L.A. Yeah, because we moved in with my parents for a little bit, and then you were moving out when I saw you again, and you were moving to L.A. So what? So so here you are. You get married to your wife, which is cool that you met her online, and you just she was a Christian as well. Mm-hmm. Or did you lead her to the Lord? Uh, we're both we're both being sanctified. Like yeah. again, knowing knowing Jesus, but not fully knowing Him. Right. So we got to know know Christ more together. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So then moving up to L.A., did you get a job up there immediately or did you move up there for a job? Or So I left my job at the skate park because my wife, you know, she had a pretty cool job. She was doing mm-hmm. some nannying for a high-profile family. Mm-hmm. So uh, she had a more consistent, higher-paying job. So it made sense to move up that way. Got it, because it was closer to work. Yeah. So, you know, we just moved up there and, I, you know, I was looking for work. I started working at a, a restaurant, yeah. <laughs> you know. And how'd that go? It was cool too, just knowing what it's like to work in a restaurant, getting to uh, be salt and light in, in yeah. different spaces like that, getting to talk to people and practice, you know, walking out your faith and mm-hmm. stuff. So, so then you're up in LA. She's working a high profile job, but you're a creative and you're doing you're doing a restaurant thing. What what led you into that next chapter in your life? Is that when you start working for Adidas or was that? So yeah, my wife, um, you know, she was she was kind of conflicted in her workspace mm-hmm. and she was just praying for ways for uh let's say a change and yeah. she ended up getting pregnant so with our first child that's a good change that's a good change <laughs> yeah and so it was a good reason to stop nannying or taking care of other kids so right. but she worked all the way until she was like eight months yeah. pregnant totally. and uh then she stopped uh yeah stopped working with them and what's that how old were you at that at that time i think i was 20 how old is my daughter she's four and a half so i was like 26 26 years old so she quits her job and you're still working at the restaurant um yeah now i'm in between because uh with with the family um we're we're friends we're just uh you know going to their birthday parties and stuff so still connected as friends and stuff to Mm -hmm. the family and it's actually uh how i met uh, Kanye uh, started working with him just on some creative stuff and as as a skateboarder. Yeah, how that how that relationship uh, start? Because I mean, he was doing Yeezy and they were developing a skateboard. There was like a skateboard um, element too, or was there actually a skateboard shoe in that line? No, not yet. There there had been like 
ideas and prototypes and things of right. uh, exploring that area, but yeah. um, it was a cool opportunity to to just be involved to be able to like push that that uh, that idea forward a little more. Yeah, as yeah. a as an actual skateboarder mm-hmm. who can. Yeah, you know. they actually can make that accomplish that thing. So you're now you're working at Adidas, but it's but with Yeezy. Oh, you're working with Yeezy, but it's under Adidas, and you're working on other cool projects and all these things. So how was that experience? Just because now you're actually in the creative space that you've kind of been called to, and you're around obviously Kanye and 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 I'm sure a lot of different artists and creative creative people. What's God kind of tugging on your heart at that time? You know, as you're being exposed to this is did you feel like this is like this is where i need to be this is like this the, the yeah. industry if it felt like i've been prepared to again just different seasons in my life to like prepare to walk through another yeah. another door absolutely and like after walking through that door it was like wow i get to do things with skateboarding i get to share christ yeah. it's like you know i was really i was really just plugged into the vine as close as I could because yeah. it was a special time. I, rec- totally. I recognized it. Totally. So now I, here's a question for you because obviously I work in, in different industries. I'm, I'm around, when I'm in L.A., around uh, you know a lot of atheists and different people that don't believe in God, there's always these different environments. How was it when you were working in these environments? How was uh, Christ, um, was Christ accepted uh, when you'd have conversations, or were people more standoffish, or how what, what was the the vibe? Yeah, in those not just with Kanye, but just like just more like in in general in in that space. Yeah, like prior to like, okay, so like going to different churches and just not knowing Christ as much, but growing in Christ and knowing His Word more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started going to a sound Bible teaching church where I was really fed some solid food. What church was that up there? It was uh, called Placerita Bible Church okay. out in uh, Santa Clarita. Okay. But yeah, just I was really encouraged and just equipped by that church. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it was time to walk through those doors, I just, you know, I wasn't worried about getting in conversations or mm-hmm. let's say arguments or just anything. I was just, I just felt equipped and confident. So mm-hmm. uh, navigating in those spaces I just, you know, I, I had the resource to go to. Right. And that's, you know, that's what I've always liked about you when we, when we connected and just started talking, I always know, I noticed that you were like a biblical guy, like you knew the Bible or, you know, you, you studied the Bible. You were, it's not like you sub Not all of it, but. <laughs> no, well, it's um, so Still. hard. It's so many books. It's so big. Uh, to, I mean, I've read through it, you know, six or seven times and it's, you, know, you can't remember everything, but, um, you were you were always like your your uh, roots were in the word, and that's what um, that's what I liked about you, and and that's what's awesome is how God has used you. Is you were your foundation was the rock, which is which was Christ. So He opened this door and allowed you to be to be in this space. Now, obviously, I'm going to ask you a question about how the whole uh, how the whole Kanye thing. Um, he was he was searching right for for God, and. Um, what uh you know I, I mean i i know you're not going to share too much but what what even like sparked his interest uh just just curious about jesus yeah i mean it's it's the spirit uh just working in in his in him, in yeah. him too um just like how the spirit works in us to show us sin in our life yeah. and starts to grant us discernment mm-hmm. when we look around like oh that's not right that's not right yeah, so yeah so with that like when uh, God crossed our paths. It was like, 
I was just getting fed solid food yeah. that I was able to give to him yeah. and help help him and encourage him, mm-hmm. like hearing the gospel and putting an emphasis on the gospel, mm-hmm. on how it's the it's the power to save mm-hmm. and. That's that's what we need to hear. Exactly, it's that simple. You know, people always think about like, why I can't? How's God going to use me? You just know the Word of God, study the Word, and it, it just comes out of your life. And most of the time, it's just answering a question if someone has about life or whatever they're going through, and you could just give them simply the Word of God, and it gives them a taste for the truth and its truth. And when they receive the truth. There's something different than that they know that there's something different about it. Yeah, and even if it's just like you know what you're reading that day or yeah. earlier that week, it may not be something so relative to what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But it just just re going through it, it's so encouraging mm-hmm. to just say to just show God's faithfulness in, in His Word. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, in some of those stories. So okay, so you worked with them for a while, and that's I think during that time that's when like Sunday. Uh, Sunday service launch. Were you still with them when they were launching Sunday service? Yeah, and the, I was. Yeah, around around that time. Yeah, so you, you were there with them during that time. You're during then, the first ones and throughout throughout the end. Right, right. And then that whole thing took off. The album came out, and then where? Uh, what was the next season? Because you were with him for a while, but then there was another season. You were God was starting to prepare you for, or get you ready for what what happened next. Ah uh, man, so just. Yeah, working working in those kind of spaces with him, um, again, really sanctifying because you're you're put to uh, putting into practice your faith. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if you're not abiding in the vine as close as you are, then you know you're vulnerable to like, uh, how should I say, just crumbling. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it's really important to be plugged into the vine, reading the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really holding fast to the word. Uh, just going through a Bible study with some people in the, in that circle, going through John, mm-hmm. it was really helpful for me just navigating. Mm-hmm. And though I was just dealing with uh, just some other anxieties, mm-hmm. um, I was able to just stay hopeful and have peace and joy through it all because just, again, plugged into that word. So let's talk about some personal anxieties, um, just to speak to people that are that are listening now. When we experience anxieties, for an example, just, you know, whatever may cause this in someone's life, what were some practical things that you were doing? Because here you are, you're, you're working, you're, you're married, you have a kid on the way, or maybe you have a kid at mm-hmm. this time, you're a husband, you're trying to provide, and you're in this, this environment, but you're dealing with, um, let's just say, stresses or anxieties of, of life, as we all get them, yeah. no matter how old you are, some, you know, there'll be an anxiety over something or whatever, how did you deal with these these anxieties that you've dealt with? Let's give some practical application for people that are listening right now that might be going through some kind of a stress or an anxiety in their life. Yeah, so uh, was it Philippians 4, 3 or 3, 4? Um, rejoice. Again, I will say rejoice. So mm-hmm. that's the first posture to take is just rejoice. Mm-hmm. Forget what's going on, just rejoice. Mm-hmm. How, how good God is. Think about all those things that you can rejoice about and do not be anxious about anything. Mm-hmm. Do not be anxious about anything. But, uh, you know, let your request be made known to God. Mm-hmm. And the peace, you'll have peace. But it's so hard sometimes. It's very hard. It's very hard. You know, I love that verse. But, but you know, people might be saying, yeah, I know, but, you know, I want to. But it's, it's so hard. But it's, it's literally like you have to let go and you just have to truly trust in who God is and 
think it goes back to that verse where you're saying rejoice. Like when you're rejoicing, that means you're putting God into perspective, like who he really is. You know, like he's, he's, he's got you. He sees where you're at. He's not surprised by this scenario you're in. He knows that you're anxious about certain things, but, but pray, pray without ceasing and ask God to help you with this, with this anxiety and, and he'll get you through. And it's, you know, I've said this before. It's, it's not always like on our time schedule, but um, sometimes it's at the 11th hour or a day or two later, but he will get you through this moment. So just tr- trust in him and, and, and try. I mean, if you just, I think the best way to do it is as you read the Bible, because when you mm-hmm. read the Bible, it all goes back to the Bible because the Bible's his words. When you're reading it, he speaks to you through his word and he'll comfort you. But I think a lot of people try to go through these anxieties or these stresses, you know, whatever they're dealing with in life, and they're not reading, so there's no encouragement. They're just trapped in their mind. Yeah. And, you know, I tell people, don't believe everything you think, you know, because God gives you thoughts, but also Satan gives you thoughts. Yeah. The Bible says he likes to shoot those fiery arrows in your mind. So. And with those thoughts, then we start trying to make plans based on those thoughts, which are like sabotaged or hindered Mm -hmm. or tainted through Mm -hmm. the way. It's like man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And how does he, yeah, and, and he'll direct. It says the, the word of God is a lamp to his feet. So as you read the Bible, you know, if you feel like you're in anxiety and darkness, I don't know which way to go. I don't know what decision to make. The word is a lamp to your feet. So the word of God, when you read it, it's going to be a light and it's going to show you the path to take in, in the darkness, wherever you're at in your, in your, in your, um, in the place that you are in your, in your, uh, your life. So, okay, so then from there, um, what what were some other cool opportunities you continuing to follow Jesus in your career? Um, did did where was God leading you next, I guess is the question. Yeah, so that's like the story. So just working with working with Kanye I was able to like, you know, put some skate language in some of the Yeezy shoes. Yeah. You know, even prototype some skate shoes. Mm-hmm. They they never came out, but mm-hmm. I got physical physical skate shoes. Dude, that's awesome, yeah. I'm actually wearing some right now. Oh, is that my hair? Yeah. I'll, I'll show you after. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, just, um, yeah, able to just like make physical things with your hands. Yeah. You know, work, working with him, it's uh, just inspiring because he's like, have an idea, let's do it, and let's do it to the fullest type of thing. That's what's up. So like, you know, having the, the story of like made some shoes, uh, made a, a skate park, made a, like some skatable architecture. I've seen that type on your of Instagram. Stuff. Yep. Um, so just continuing the story, like, Okay, what do I do next with my with my creative outlet? Right. You know, I've done these things, these things. What's next? So where was God? So where is God um, leading you now at this point, or from there? Where did God take you from there? Because you ended up leaving there into a whole another season. To a whole another season, yeah. So like summertime, um, after being just involved in in those key spaces for some years. Yeah. It's like okay, now I have time to focus back on my own create creative stuff. Right. Right. And that's when I started a uh, skate club, mm-hmm. skate club, SK eight club. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had so many ideas around what, what would skate club be mm-hmm. since I've taught skateboarding? Is it going to be like a skate teacher agency? Right. Uh, is it an actual skate park? And the first idea I went to was like, you know how Tony Hawk pro skater, the game had like a digital skate shop. You can customize your board. Yep. And that's kind of the idea I went for is like, okay, you got a, a blank deck, you upload a picture, get it printed on, on the skateboard. And that was like my first thing I could actually 
make so someone could go to this skate club and you could upload your own graphics and print your own boards yeah skateclub.com yeah okay yeah that's a cool that's a cool concept and i also seen some other uh concepts you were talking about um about maybe even like a skate park or something like that yeah so an actual skate park yeah actual skate club club yeah yeah. That, uh, yeah, it's just an in-house where, you know, we invite new people into the sport and we have just a safe space to come after school, have uh, camps and programs and just a hangout spot where it's not, uh, you don't have all this brand messaging. It's just a clean slate. You know, skateboarding is a sensitive thing. It brings so many people into it. Mm -hmm. So this is just a space that's just clean. Everybody come in. Let's skate. And let's there's a there's a difference here in this space. So I like that we're gonna we're gonna go to a break in a minute. But I I like that because when you skate, all you want to do is hang out and skate. You don't need anything. All you need is a good skate park. So that would be an amazing concept to do. Hey, who knows? Maybe in Idaho. Maybe maybe wink, globally. Wink. Maybe globally. <laughs> uh, maybe this be the first spot to do it. Um, we're gonna come back in uh, two minutes right after the break. Go to Ryan Reese official to my YouTube channel. And we have tons of radio shows, like probably like seven years of radio shows with all kinds of awesome people on there. Go to thewhosoevers.com. Check us out. We got products. Uh, you can support our mission as far as uh, repping the product, donating to our cause. Our cause is the Great Commission. We bring the gospel to schools publicly um, all over the world. We just got back from the Philippines, and now we're, uh, we're in L.A., New York, um, Australia, all over the place. But, yeah, contact us. Book us. We'd love to come out. And bring the Great Commission to your local public school. And thank you for tuning in every week with us. And we will be back in two minutes right after the break. And we will continue with Isaiah Meadows from Skate Club in the works. <laughs> All right. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now back. back. To the Ryan Reese Show. All right, we are back in studio. We're actually in Boise, um, Idaho, at Calvary Chapel, Boise, right now. Uh, hijacked their studio. Thank you, Chuck, for letting us be here. I'm in studio with Isaiah Meadows from Orange County. Um, if you guys tuned in at the beginning of the show, basically he uh, grew up in Orange County uh, with a single um, parent with your mother. But she, then she was married. Huh? Then she was married. And then, yeah, then she got married. Uh -huh. And then um, from there, with a lot of twists and turns, you found your amazing wife. You uh, were into creative. Uh, you ended up getting hired uh, with Kanye West to uh, work at Adidas, part of the Yeezy Projects, to bring skateboarding into that, that, that footwear culture. And then from there, uh, you left. And then you started working with P. Diddy for a while. And... Fast forwarding, now you ended up in, in Idaho right now in your new season. So just look, looking back at everything that you've done, God has continued to put you into the creative space. And now you're here in Idaho praying and asking God what's next in this next season. And I know yet we were talking about before the break the uh, skate club concept, what could be a skate park facility. That's something you're praying about. You're, you're having talks to see if something like that can emerge here and maybe even become a global um, group, a global uh, set of buildings of, of the skate clubs, which would be awesome. And you're even looking maybe even to see what God wants to do with your life, even in another creative job or like, well, what, what is God doing right now in your heart? Like, where do you feel like yeah. he's leading you right now? Yeah. Like, I mean, just 
from doing all those things. Yeah. And, and now in a new season where I live in a new state, you know, I have my wife and we got two little ones yeah. and, you know, being the provider of the household mm-hmm. and, you know, no longer working in those spaces I was working in. It's like, what can I do to um, continue to provide in a, um, in a good way? Right. And, you know, living in, in Boise, Idaho, the jobs out here don't pay mm-hmm. as high and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you were but, working for Kanye and P Diddy, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's not like I'm looking for, looking for just like grand salaries or anything. But I'd say but you got to provide for your, you got house, you got you know, gas, food, two kids, and a wife. So life. Has, yeah. yeah, so it's like when if I start to get anxieties or worried about those things, I just go back. I just go back to the the verses I meditate on. It's yeah. like. God cares for the birds, all the animals, and they don't worry about what they're going to eat. How much more precious are you than the birds? And he's faithful to provide for all the animals out there, right? And then I I keep going back to John 15, like abiding in the vine, Mm -hmm. where Jesus is the vine, we're the branches, and the Father is the vine dresser, Mm -hmm. where the Father can trim and prune where he pleases. Mm -hmm. And some of those, those things that are removed from me, um, or things I'm removed from is part of the pruning as, mm-hmm. as God, the father just keeps trimming me. So having this in mind, it's like, I have a peace and a joy and I'm hopeful, uh, that, you know, God's going to continue to, to provide, provide for me and meet my needs. But what I'm doing now to, to, uh, keep going is just be diligent in my yeah. search, yeah. you know, stay creative. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, trusting in God as you're, as you're talking, I'm thinking about it is it is hard to trust God sometimes, you know, especially when you when you have to be the breadwinner for the home. You got to take care of your wife, you got to take care of your kids, you got you have to provide. And then you're like, "But God, but where are you? Like, what's going on? Like I'm I'm following you, but you know, I I need to find a job. It's been a couple months or what, you know, I, I don't know your whole exact situation, but I'm just more speaking even to the public that are listening to this is like it's hard to trust God, but what I've what I've learned is that, you know, when you when you give everything to God, when you say, "Okay, God, you're in control. This is like your problem." Like, if the Bible says, you know, that you know, if the spar- He gives the sparrows food, so how much more does He love us? Like, that's your verse. You're telling us to believe that, so I'm going to believe it. So it's your it's your problem in a sense of like, you you said that you would provide. So I'm going to trust for you to provide, but it's so, it's so hard to actually put yourself into that trust mode when you see the realities that are in front of you. Like if you look at your bank account, for instance, you know, so everyone could be thinking about their bank account right now and you're like, okay, I got that much money in there and that's going to get me for a month. That's going to get me for a week. That's going to get me for a day. Or maybe some people would be like, I have five bucks in my pocket. Like that's going to get me lunch, you know, or wherever. But we need to trust in God because, and not, not the, the one thing I do want to point out is not like the stupid kind of trust. Like I'm just going to sit home. I'm just going to trust in God. I'm just praying and, and just sitting. It says walk by faith. So like you, for instance, you're going on your interview and you're meeting with people, you're knocking on doors and then God is the one with the key that's going to open whatever door. But he's not saying just trust and sit and do nothing. Like we need to be out about his business and walking in, into doorways and, and seeking, out, seeking out things that he's called us to do. And then he'll open up the doors along the way. Right now I'm in a place where I'm, 
there's some things that are happening in my life just to encourage you right now and the other people that are listening is that I have a tendency to when I ha- when there's an idea to do something I get excited I you know I mean I have some creative in me as well so when I see an opportunity of something to do I like to get involved and start putting a lookbook together or like a concept like a, a, a mood board or whatever you want to call it of like what this next project that I'm gonna work on is gonna look like the name of it the look the colors whatever you know how that goes mm-hmm. and there's something that's going on right now in my life where I'm just going I don't want to get in the way like I want you God I feel like you're gonna bring everything that needs to happen for this with the team the finances and everything but I want to literally just stay out of the way I because I don't want to control anything I want you to bring it all to pass uh, connect every dot that needs to be con- dot that needs to be connected. So this next season or whatever was going to happen with me that you want to do through me, it's a hundred percent you. The blueprint is yours, and that's an amazing uh, place to be. Is when you can look back at that moment and say, "God, this was actually all of you. Like I actually trusted you, mm-hmm. like a hundred percent, not ninety percent. You know, like." It's very easy to trust God like 90% or like, God, I believe everything you're going to say, but I'm going to help you in this little area. Mm-hmm. I want God to do it 100%. And that just encourages you where you're at right now. Um, step out by faith, knock on doors, try to walk through doors. He'll lock the ones he doesn't want you to walk through. He'll open the ones he wants you to walk through. But what I've realized in my step of faith is that, you know, especially where I'm at right now in this moment in time, I walk through probably like eight or 10 different doors, which took me on this whole detour route of leading of God's spirit, leading me to this moment to, to, to what he had in plan. But I had to walk through like 10 or 10 or 12 different doors and meet with all these different people that led to something totally different. That is actually his plan. That is way better than what I originally thought was his calling, but he wanted to take me through this process to actually see like, Ryan, you don't want to do this. Like what you really had in mind, you that's not what you really want to do. This is that this is actually what I what you really want to do. This was your heart's desires, but God had to take me on this. And this is the true story of what's going on in my life right now. Hmm. So, keep walking through these doors. I hope that made sense because that, that was literally like what what happened to me is keep walking and this goes to the listeners. Keep knocking, keep meeting with people. Because whatever you're doing right now, say if this 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 um, skate club is going to pop off here, you might be meeting with some city officials now. Then you might go meet with a president of some nonprofit over here. And you might go meet with a grocery store owner over here or who knows. But all these roads might be connections to like the person that you have to meet. That's clearly on the maybe even on the other side of Idaho. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever. But that's the walk of faith. That's why we got to walk by faith and be led by the Holy Spirit and read the Bible. Be connected to the vine, like you said. Let God clip and prune. Let the Father clip and prune. Take things out of your life because what do we know about pruning and clipping? It produces more fruit, mm-hmm. and that's what God is doing in your life right now. Is He's just pruning you, clipping, clipping things out. He's He's. It's almost like we see what God does is like he kind of downsizes, uh, like downsizes, which is pruning really. When you really think about it, like you have this big tree and then when you go into prune, you cuff all the branches and everything. And it looks like this little like stub of like little branches. But then when that thing comes back, it just explodes with fruit. Yeah. And that's what God does 
uh, in our life. And I truly believe, Isaiah, that, you know, you're in a in a pruning season and God is just cutting you back and getting you ready for something epic. Because why? God didn't bring you this far to to finish the work. He's going to complete the work he started. You know, when I go to Mexico, mm-hmm. my dad's from Mexico City. And I've done a, a so I have Mexican in me and I've done a lot of uh, ministry trips through Mexico. But what's so interesting that blows my mind when I go to Mexico is I see these construction projects that they start a hotel and they they lay the the the, the rebarb and the the concrete bricks on the first floor mm-hmm. and then they have a couple other floors and it's all rebar but they never like they just leave the project and it's just done. If you ever been down to like Central America or any of these countries, a lot of these people start these projects, they dump money in to, to get it going, but then they never complete it. But God. He says in the scripture, he didn't start a good, he, he's not going to start the work and then walk off the job site. Right. The work he started in you, gonna he's not going to leave it. you half done. He's going to finish it and he's going to get it done. And it'll be in Christ when Christ comes back, will be when he's completed. Mm-hmm. So, whatever he's doing in you and with you, he's not going to like leave, he's not going to leave you where you're at. Right. He's going to finish what he's doing. And I, I love how he, uh, he prepares us too for different seasons. You know, and everything that you've learned in, in every chapter of your life, you're going to be able to use all that. And even like people listening, all these different seasons you go through in your life, God's going to use that in this next season in your life. But he's training you. You, could, you can't be in this next season and have him use you where he wants to use you without all the knowledge and everything he's trained you up to this point. Right. That was like the whole part of like, me growing in the word it's mm-hmm. like he brought me into certain groups when i was equipped with the word or the experience or the knowledge mm-hmm. exactly so now you're here you're praying you're waiting um is there anything that god's speaking to you specifically right now in your life or is it more just like pruning chilling is keep going keep going keep, yeah keep going like don't don't stop. Just continue to be diligent. Mm-hmm. Have conversations because when you have conversations, mm-hmm. it leads to new information and you process the, the new information yep. and it leads to new actions. Mm-hmm. And those actions, you know, it, it grabs the attention of, of some people mm-hmm. and then it just involves more. You just got to keep going to have, have the conversation, have the information. Well, I truly believe that something like that would be a skate club would be an amazing opportunity, especially here in, in, in Boise, Idaho. There's, there's nothing like it. We got some skate parks, but it's not like a community where, you know, a lot of people want to learn actually how to skate because skateboarding is growing up and it's, it's new here, but yet they got amazing skate parks everywhere, yeah. but they also don't have an indoor park and there's weather here, right? right. You got so you rain, got snow, snow, it gets hot heat. in the summer, it gets cold in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Cold rain, snow, hot. Um, and again, yeah, there's not a lot of people who have been invited into the sport, so they just go into football, soccer, baseball, basketball. Exactly. So if you have a, a space that kind of like, it's like a fishing net, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. come in, learn how to skateboard. You might, you might like it. It might really change your life. And it, skateboard is not really like those things where you could find like a coach, you know, you can go online and be like, I want to learn whatever, uh, uh, saxophone or whatever you get like, find someone in the rolodex but like for skateboarding you can't really find not many especially probably in idaho people that teach skateboarding so if you had a, a facility a compound where it's like dude like i mean i know i'd be loving to take my kids there right like 
learn how to skate. This is a place that they're going to teach you. I show them too, but you know, it's, it's good to go when there's also other people. Cause like my son, he likes to just sit on my skateboard and have me push him around. Mm-hmm. I kind of jinx myself instead of trying to have him skate. I put him on my board and start rolling around. So every time we go to the skate park now, he's like, I'm on your board. <laughs> I'm like, man, you gotta learn how to skate. Right. <laughs> he's like, he likes to shred though, you know, carving through everything. Yeah. Just- so the good part of it is that again, like there's again, the invitation, right. Mm-hmm. But, with skating, it has such an edgy uh, vibe to it. Yeah. You know, it's like associated with just edginess. Yeah. And so, you know, dropping off your kids to to be in that space of edginess, like at the skate park alone, mm-hmm. um, there's people that go there to hang out and just do, yep. do things. Yeah. The language, the fights, yes. The, yes. the drugs, the whatever the skate park brings. Yes. But there's also right. people who are just really just working on their craft. Yeah. And so this will mediate a lot of that and keep it a safe space that's amazing actually because it's it's true it, there is a scene at these skate parks but people just hang that they don't even skate or whatever but this would be actually an environment a clean environment where you could work on skating and it's a safe place for your kids yeah, and Which, after school like yeah. straight from school to there we got a homework program like we got people tutoring helping yeah. with your homework to get it done so we're building scholar academic you know, stewardship like that mm-hmm. and also mentorship where, mm-hmm. cause when I was 16, yeah, like I, uh, I had a job teaching skateboarding mm-hmm. at the skate park yep. and it kept me accountable cause I'm working with kids and parents. So, you know, it just kept me in a safe space yeah. because of that accountability. And yeah. it gave me a job teaching skating, which was yeah. so cool. Yeah. So imagine creating a place that creates jobs, creates youthfulness mm-hmm. and accountability and just, it's just good. No, that sounds amazing. That would be really amazing to do something like like that in this place. And I told you about that other idea too, with the indoor snow and skate. That'd be oh yeah. Well, uh, what's it a, called? A jig? A, uh, a, a jib I, I or something? Know what they, oh well, I think. I mean, I, I don't know if the snowboarders still call it this, but they used to call it jibbing. Is that's like handrails and ledges and stuff that the snowboarders would do on these best. Tri- like if they'd have a skate park or a snowboard park on the mountain, and they're like handrails. They have you know, ledges and flat bars and the whole thing. And they, I think they call it jibbing is where they basically okay. session it like a skate. Let us know what, what it's, what it's send, called. Send it in, send it in now, but it's called jibbing. They used to call it jibbing. So I don't think it changed. I just haven't been snowboarding in, in years, but pretty sure it's still the same thing. But yeah, that would be a pretty sick element to have, but they also have the, the this Canadian brand. They have uh they're called snow skateboards. And I mean, they're like three, six switch, three sixty flipping down, like, like a 10 set, uh, chomping some rails. I mean, this thing you got to see these these guys are crazy. Uh, uh, nose blunting these these handrails, and it's pretty insane what they're doing. And their skateboards are not strapped in. Snow right. they're skate. Like, they're like decks, right? It's with a like deck, concave. It's a deck big. with like a foam thing on the top. I bought one, and then they're, they're, they think for like the the pro model, it's like a 150 bucks or whatever. But then you flip it over, and it has like these grooves through it. They're like this. And I guess you could lock into the rail with one of the grooves or whatever. But I mean, it's, interesting. Yeah, but I mean, think about like a nose blunt or whatever. You're just sliding there. Yeah. So, but that's also pretty amazing. You think about that indoor vibe where you could do it within your clothes, where you have like that green grass kind of looking thing, where they pro pro skiers go do the downhill on it, where there's no snow. Yeah. So you could have this thing operating day and night, but the same the same elements because there's snow here in the mountains. There's snow, so people could train during the summer for what's going to ha- happen in the winter and in the same you got the skating year round in the winter you know winter and summer so 
A lot of cool opportunities. We'll contact see. us now. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If God, if God puts it on your heart, contact us now. We're, we're ready. I will connect you with Isaiah immediately, and we will get this. Uh, we will get this thing going asap. All right. So the last few minutes of the show, um, what would you? How would you like to encourage the the listeners um, that are like, man, I'm just I want to be used by God. Um, I don't know where to start. What what do I do with my life? I'm just waiting. You know, maybe they're in high school right now. Maybe they're junior yeah. high. Maybe they're just getting out of college and they still don't know what they want to do. Yeah. You've heard that story many times. I went to college, but I don't know what I want to do. Right. What would you suggest? How can they connect with God to get their marching orders? Ah, uh, man. Well, connecting with God f- first through his word. Like, mm-hmm. just have a consistent uh, reading plan. Pick a book in the Bible. Just start reading it. Or, yep. um, you know, have some good relationships and friendships who are... Who are in that same space? Key. Also, also uh, that just know that a season is a season; it's not forever. Mm-hmm. So there's seasons for weeping, seasons for you know harvesting, planting. There's all these different seasons, but the stresses that you're dealing with now, they're not going to be the same stresses a year from now. Hopefully not, but it's all of it's temporary. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like the season, you just got to keep going. You got to keep mm-hmm. going. Be occupied in healthy ways. Uh, find, find, you know, start exercising if you don't already. Just pick a favorite, you know, pick a book in the Bible again to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up a new sport. Mm-hmm. Just be occupied in healthy ways and in fruitful ways, and God will continue pruning and trimming as He pleases. Sitting around being idle is that—that's the worst. You know, people are just sitting around. Oh, my life stinks, and they're just living on their device. I like what you said, exercise. I was watching Mikey Taylor, you know, the ex-pro snowboarder, yeah. skateboarder. He's like a real, not a real, he's like a financial advisor now. But he was saying on one of the videos, he's like, look at if you're stressing out and, you know, you're, you're overworked, there's things going on. He's like, go break a sweat. Don't make any decision without breaking a sweat. Like, basically, go exercise. Go, and, you know, someone, you might be here today and you're like, oh, man, I'm stressed. I don't know what to do with my life. And, but I don't go to the gym and work out. Just go walk. Like, get out of your house, put some walking shoes on, and walk. And just go walk for like an hour or whatever. Break some sweat, and you'll come back, and you'll feel good. You Mm -hmm. got to stay clear-headed. You can't just be isolated, trapped in your house. My life stinks. You know, I guarantee you, you know, sometimes, like, even when I'm, like, working on stuff and I'm sitting in front of my computer, I'll go and go, go skate the park. Break a sweat, and I'm at the park, and all of a sudden I could like think clear, and then come back and do my work. Like it's good, healthy living, exercising, eating good, breaking a sweat, and then feeding your spirit by reading the Word of God, and God will speak to you through all that. Mm-hmm. He will do that. So, yeah, it's t- like your your thoughts can saturate you. Like if you are you know in a down dark dark space, like yeah. those can saturate your mind. But if you saturate your mind with the Word of God yep. and these healthy things that you're intaking, that that just overpowers it. Mm-hmm. But you definitely have to work like, with all that said. The healthy lifestyles, you got to go break a sweat. You gotta you gotta work out. You can't just carry. And if going on a walk is too much, just you know put your running shoes or your walking shoes where you could see them at least. You know if you want to drink more water, have a cup of water sitting yeah. in close range. You know yeah. like yeah. always just you know you gotta create the space for yeah. it. Do it. I mean shoot, grab a bike, go ride it, do something. You know it's like. It will, it will, it will change it, and God will speak to you through nature and on your way, and He'll. That's just how He does it. So, well, dude, thank you for for being on the show. 
it was awesome to, to have you on, um, just being friends with you over the years and just hearing how God's take you on this journey, you know, and just to keep going. Don't stop. The best is yet to come. You know, that might sound cliche, but it's true. God has not brought you this far to, to end. I'm just excited to see what God's going to do here with you in Boise. You got your yeah. wife, you got your kids, your mom's up here, your stepdad's up here, your sisters are up here. And do you have other family members up here too? Yeah, I got some grandparents. And, some uh, grandparents. I think like a cousin or something. Or yeah. Aunt. <laughs> yeah. And we got to yeah. get our kids. We got to do a play date, get our kids together too. Yeah. Get them. Um, we got to get your uh, kids together. The sun's coming kids. out. It finally broke past winter time. Like I it's know. officially it, spring. It's so. out now. It's on. I know. I went to the skate park yesterday. Skate park was perfect weather. I haven't skated. Well, I went that one day and rolled with you, but I haven't really skated for like three two and a half months since my back went out. Oh, yeah. And you almost died. You hit your head and... Hit my head so hard. It was raining, it was raining it was, though. It was sunny, <laughs> and then all of a sudden rain sprinkling, and I just <laughs> hit my head. I remember coming up over the... the I came up over the, the, the bump there, and all of a sudden I just see you, like, barely getting up off the ground, like, grabbing your head. I'm like, oh, dude. You know, it's hard when you get hurt, and there's no one there that saw you, and it's like no one can sympathize with you. <laughs> like, no one saw that. The way you got up, though, you had that slow roll, like, you just went down hard. Yeah. Cracked your head. And I was on a Zoom meeting, too. And you were on a Zoom. <laughs> I was on a Zoom, just headphone in. You were on a Zoom Man. and cracked your head. You're like, I think I got a concussion. And you're lucky you were wearing that hoodie over your head. Because if you had just cracked your skull on that ground, I mean... It would have cracked. It would have been bleeding yeah. a little bit. And what you did, I almost did two, min two minutes before you. I was coming coming down, and my back wheel slid out. Oh, man. And I'm like, I'm not skating anymore. And then I walked to the other side, and I looked back, and I saw you just down. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay, if you take anything <laughs> away from this show, don't skate a skate park in the rain. Don't do it. The ground is too slick. No matter it's like how good ice. you are. Yeah, <laughs> it can happen. You will go down and you will go down fast. Well, hey, I love all you guys. Thank you for tuning in uh, weekly to these shows. I hope that this show encouraged you. It encouraged me that we just got to trust God. We got to keep our faith. We need to be plugged into the word. God is the father of lights. He's the farmer. He's going to come alongside and prune you. He's going to cut the things out of your life um, that he's done with. And But the cutting, the pruning of yourself will produce much more fruit. And you could see just, you know, the way God does, or the way we do that with farming in our own house, we prune a tree, it produces a lot of fruit. And that's what God wants. He wants us to produce a lot of fruit in our life. And fruit is good actions. You know, everything we do, the way we live should be to honor the Lord and to glorify him. And he will give you your heart's desires. He knows what you want and he knows what it's going to take uh, to get it done, but he has to develop us. He has to develop our hearts. He has to develop our minds. He has to develop our relationships for these different seasons. You have to be ready for that next season. So be encouraged that you may be going through a hard time right now, but hard times don't last. They don't last. They're just seasons. They, mm -hmm. they sometimes, you know, like my friend Shane lives in Idaho Falls. You know, these winters are like seven months. Sometimes it feels like a long time. <laughs> But it's just the season. It's going to pass. And God loves you guys very much. Thank you for tuning in. Go to Ryan Reese Official and uh, on YouTube. Subscribe and get all the past shows. Uh, you can go to my website as well, ryan-reese.com. has all the shows, the whosoevers. Check out my book called Kill the Noise, Finding Meaning Above the Madness. That will show you how to find a good relationship with God and the purpose that God has for you. Check that out as well. I love you guys. Peace. 
Thank you very much. And we will be talking next Saturday night at the same time. Love you guys. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.